0: The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. It's good to be home, even if it's only for a few hours. (laughs) Um, The kids have told me from time to time that they like it best when I tell stories and when I don't get all theological or historical or philosophical or whatever. So, um, for their sakes, forgive me if I um, start off with a kid's story. Uh, I've used this story before to make a point, and somehow or another I think it contains something that you ought to take home today. Once upon a time there were three little pigs. Each one of them built a house. One of them with straw, one of them with sticks, and one of them with bricks and stone. Each one of them had dreamed up a beautiful design, and they had drawn a picture of it in the atrium that Sunday morning. (laughs) Each one of them got all worked up and sweaty to make his dream come true because he loved the vision that he saw, because it was his vision. It was something that he wanted. And so he worked real hard to deliver it. They didn't even play for a minute until the job was completely done, and each of them was so proud of the house that they had built. But then the big bad wolf came, and he huffed, and he puffed, and he blew a terrible wind at the three houses. Now, I have smelled the breath of a bear, but that's another story that we'll save for another day. And I can only imagine from having smelled the breath of a bear that the breath of a wolf is a pretty bad thing. It's not just big, but it's really bad and really stinky. So this terrible wind came at the three houses and the straw one was blown away and the stick one was blown away but the brick and stone one stood solid and strong and the wolf couldn't even touch the little piggy who was safe inside. Now of course we won't tell you what happened to the other two. That would be kind of not be such a good story. Now each one of us has desires. We each have things that we work for and we build upon. We work to build something in this life. I don't know whether it's building monuments or some sense that something of us is being passed on, but we work to build something in this life. And you can choose to design and build according to many different visions. There are a lot of visions that are available for you. If you are wise, if we are wise, we will see that our time to build is short, lesson number one. And if we are very, very wise, lesson number two, we will not build just for this life alone, but for the age that is to come. In the verse just before our Gospel reading today, it says, One's life does not consist in the abundance of the things that he possesses. He who has the most toys at the end doesn't win. I saw that on a great big old huge, I mean, big boy toy truck with every possible little trick on it, he who has the most toys when he dies wins. Eh, that's one theory. Our life does not consist in the abundance of the things that we possess. In this life, in this year, in the last few weeks, we have seen the huff and puff of the terrible wind of the wolf. Hurricanes, fires, tsunamis, downward market fluctuations, sickness, death. Many have lost all that they possessed. I met one who had only the dirty clothes that was on him, but yet somehow or another he was giving thanks to God for the fact that he had survived. All of us, all of us in the American nation, All of us around the world have lost something. Yet somehow, everybody we meet seems to be looking at their life in the midst of this in some ways deeper than we were last year. And maybe, just maybe, maybe if we are wise, we are asking some tougher questions this time around. I'd like to ask, encourage each one of you to ask a tough question. Think about this. If in one huff and puff of a disaster you were dispossessed of all your possessions, if in one flash, in one concussion, you lost all your stuff, what is it that remains? What's left? What essential remains. What is the true stuff of your life? The true stuff cannot be. The true stuff of our life, I submit to you, is not squirreled away in some stick and straw barn that the wolf can blow away. What your life essentially consists in, if you choose to put your trust here, is in the safe, solid, stone house of the house of God, hidden in the hollow of the hand of the Lord Jesus Christ, hidden in the kingdom of God, where moth, rust, and wolf's breath cannot get into. It's hidden here, right here, right in this place, and the wolf can't get here. The wolf can pound on the door, but the wolf can't get in. One Lord have mercy, one little Jesus prayer is more powerful than the huff and the puff of any terror that the world can throw at you. And that is why we Christians celebrate each day as a Thanksgiving Eucharist even though the threats are raging all around us. For us to enter into the reality of this in our lives is going to take a bit of effort. Because we get distracted by bright, shiny things and by scary things. We get distracted from the important stuff by the not-so-important stuff. I think we need to do this. I do not need to just flow with whatever appetite is growing in my belly or whatever fear is raging in my heart. That is why, that is why we have come to this season. When the world's calendar prescribes a season of rampant, conspicuous consumption, the Church, on the other hand, prescri- prescribes us to seek peace and repentance through the voluntary limitations of the Advent fast. We fast so that we might love the table in his house even more than our tables here on earth. Our beloved patriarch Ignatius of thrice-blessed memory taught us that when we fast, when we voluntarily voluntarily limit our requirements for consumption, we limit our relationship of death with the world and change it to Eucharist. We begin to do what we do for the life of the world and for its salvation, not just for the consumption of the world and for its depletion, for its extinction. We come to do what we do for the life of the world and for its salvation. What a table that is. Not a table that exploits, but a table that saves. In other, perhaps more plainer words, the fast is a fast from sin and death and not just hamburgers. We voluntarily limit not only our consumption of animal products, but also, and even more so, we limit our consumption of the distractions of this world. If at least for a season, if at least for a few hours, we train our bellies and our eyes and our ears to reach less for the distractions on earth. If we do this, perhaps we shall reach more passionately for the things of heaven in the house of God. Jesus himself so loved his father's house that in Psalm 69 it is said of him, zeal for your house has consumed me. If we on earth, as he is in heaven, shared such a zeal, if we fell in love, with the beauty of his house, such a temple we might see finished on this ground. If we saw it, if we loved it, if we dreamt of it, if we designed it, and then went on to build it, such a house we would see on this ground right here. So while the noise of the world screams at us, we reach to fast, to quiet our hearts so that we might be truly grateful for the gifts that were given in the house of God. It is a good thing to be grateful for the pleasantnesses that we have in this life. But it is a far greater gift to be truly grateful to God for all that he has given. Our gratitude comes in the communion of Eucharist. Thanksgiving, the groaning of the tables in our homes on Thanksgiving Day, as wonderful as they are, though this Thanksgiving I will be having an MRE in paradise. That's kind of a, there's a poem waiting to happen there, an MRE in paradise. But those groaning tables that will be there in, in the homes of this community on Thanksgiving Day, they are only a meager prelude. Think of that. That which is the most, one of the most beautiful moments on, on this earth is but a meager prelude, an appetizer for the true thanksgiving. What a feast in an earthly house, but yet can that feast compare with Eucharist at table? in the house of God. Be grateful for the gatherings of loved ones this week, for friends this coming Thursday. But live, live more than just be grateful. Live for the unbroken circle of saints around the table in the house of God where the Lord Jesus is with his blessed mother They are gathered there. We are gathered there in a mystery where no wind can touch us at the table in the house of God. In Christ, our life, my life, your life, our life is hidden safely there. For all those gifts that we are about to receive, may we be truly grateful to the glory of God the Father.